Thing about that, that was 1987. Okay, 30 years after the original. Wow, from Elvis. Yeah, and in the background are the Jordanaires that sang with Elvis on the original. Oh, that's the Judds brought the four guys going to boom, 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 uh, doing that little doo woppy yeah. thing in the back. Brought the Jordanaires in, and that was a top 10 song for them. I'm glad you clarified that because when you said Jordanaires, I'm picturing sneakers. Doesn't that sound like a sneaker? <laughs> What a mom. What a mom. Wow. Well, there you go. You mean Air Jordans? Or it could be. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, See, yeah. And isn't that a mom thing to do? Like you get a fraction of the name of something right and you get it totally twisted and it's just to make your oh, kids Jordan eyes roll. No, yeah. no, Air Jordans. <laughs> Look, mom. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I'd love to watch you go shopping with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> they won't go with me anymore. Yeah, you'd like some uh, Jordanaires? Yeah. <laughs> Mom, yeah. I'll be in the car. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever embarrassed your kids? Oh, my goodness, Eds. I've dedicated my life <laughs> to embarrassing my kids. And it started with the first one. So I have one daughter and three boys. And when that, and my daughter was the first one, when she, <laughs> she hit her teenage years, I would try. She was, you know, I don't know, 14, 15, and I would sing with her she didn't want me singing in the car mom what if people see us well they're probably doing the same thing yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. i would hold her hand as we're walking it just for a couple minutes she would fling my hand off and get so upset i would say oh it is so much fun and you only get more creative with, e with each kid because you kind of tweak your methods of embarrassment oh it's a great i mean it's one of the rewards of parenting honestly i remember um I was young, and uh, my mother dropped me off at the barbershop. Yeah. And she gave me $2. Yeah. And said, no, go in and have him cut your hair. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I walked in, and uh, he said, hop up, young man. Okay. Uh, now, what do you want me to do? I want the bangs down to here. <laughs> I wanted to look Beatles. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he went, Okay. And you know, did the thing. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there waiting and um, sitting in the chair. My mother parked the car. She came walking in. Oh, no. She said, When are you going to start? Oh, no. And he said, <laughs> That's what he said he wanted. And she looked at me, looked at him, grabbed me by the ear, dragged me out Stop of the barbershop. Yeah. And I am mortified. Oh, I bet. And I got my hair cut. The yep. way I wanted it. Yes. But, oh, did I pay for oh, that? Oh, it sounds like it. Oh, that's a good and one. And when she took me back, uh, you know, a few weeks later, it's time for another haircut. Can we have a new place? I can't go <laughs> back to that one. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no. Oh, and, and it still worked. Like, I can still torment. So, my son that is in the military, 
he's the most fun to torment right now mm. because all I have to do is threaten to do something very momish in front of, you know, military brass or do something or if he's going away on drill. I'll go or I'll pack a little note in your lunch. Mom, yeah. do not yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, it's, okay. it's I so much Wednesday fun. in the, yeah. the underwear, okay, yes, so you know. Exactly. Yeah. The um, I don't remember. You and I were talking with, oh, a person. Yes, okay. a person. Good. Yes, <laughs> in the military. And I remember we were talking about, um, you know, the changes that you see in your child as they go off and they go into basic training and mm -hmm. go to boot camp and all yep, of that. Yep. And I still remember, because it was weeks, what was it, 12 weeks or something be between the time I had dropped my son off and then saw him again. Right, right. And because they're all covered and in their uniforms, I didn't recognize I know, him. I when we did take him out to lunch that first day we got to see him again i remember him holding the menu and i looked because he didn't have little kid hands anymore he had these big manly muscular hands and i exclaimed then and i remember when we were talking with the person we were interviewing was that the general it was yeah it was i mentioned something about his man hands yep. And Dustin just about died. Mom, you did not say man hands. And he's like practically in tears. It's like, they don't know your name. You're fine. Well, yes, that was General Michelides <laughs> I was talking to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You did not the, say the man hands. The adjutant general. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yep. And obviously that left a uh, indelible mark because when um, you ended up seeing the general later yes went, oh yeah 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 i i mentioned that to the boy and uh yeah he rolled his eyes and slinked away from oh, me again great. yep yeah. yep there goes mom oh, man oh man <laughs> Eight ten is the time uh it's gonna be a cocker of a day today it's gonna yeah. be warm could be 80 yeah yeah yep um ditto tomorrow ish Saturday-ish. Mm. Then it gets a little more temperate. Yeah. Uh, which, which is okay. I will I, enjoy these days. I, I don't want it too hot too early. You know? Yeah. So, uh, but I know a lot of people champing at the bit to uh, get out there and um, play. Mm -hmm. A little breeze would be nice. Yeah, it would, because that is the thing that kind of stopped me. Yesterday, I had all these ambitious plans to kind of neaten up the yard, do some things out there. And then I stopped for a few minutes and they don't make noise. The little black flies oh, yeah. start to swarm. I'm like, I'm not doing this. And I ran like a girl inside. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, 79 for a high today. Same tomorrow. 81 for a high on Saturday. 78 uh, Sunday. Mm -hmm. with some showers 71 on monday with a thunderstorm oh here we go next tuesday 64 wednesday 62 thursday 62 me but by the time we get there they will have changed it again so we'll just wait and see but it's not going to be 80 right so that's, yeah yep that's yep, all yep, i yep. care about we'll so just... that's that is all good yeah. so um I, a bunch of stuff going on nationally uh, which some might want to talk about, some I don't. Mm -hmm. um, but the the whole Supreme Court thing, uh, Roe versus Wade, yeah. you know, the the leaked document, blah 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 blah. Um, so now uh, the Democrats are um, coming up with the, the, uh, their latest abortion bill, okay, uh, to try to offset whatever the Supreme Court may or may not do, okay? Um, their latest bill 
does not include the words woman, women, or female. Instead, the bill uses the word person to refer to those who bear and give birth to children. Hello? I, 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 I did take biology. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, I'm pretty uh, sure. And, and that bill, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, got shot down. Okay. Uh, but I'm like, seriously? Um, and, and so, uh, and Chuck Schumer, um, senator from New York, um, said, choices should not be up to a handful of right-wing justices. No. Um, and then he said, choices should be up to a handful, uh, uh, choices should not be up to a handful of right-wing politicians. It's a woman's right. So wait a minute. You take the word woman, women, out of the out bill. of the bill, yep. but, but you're saying it it's her right <laughs> to like, justify. Come on, it. Yeah. you know, stop playing these little word games, uh, because you're doing exactly what you're accusing the other side of doing, but you're somehow staking a higher moral high ground. Mm -hmm. We're doing it for you. Well, they're woke. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you're not a woman, yeah. a woman, or female. You're a person. Mm -hmm. Okay, a person who gives birth to children. Yeah, which then would have to be female. Well, from they're, what they're I saying, studied. well, technically, no, it doesn't have to be. I'm yeah, pretty sure it does. I know. Okay. I, I know. I, we'll go back and look at the textbooks, but I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, page 37. Okay. I dog-eared them. <laughs> I'm sure you yeah, did. Just, I have no doubt, yeah, well, my friend. I'm sorry. Yeah, Quick right. reference. Yeah. 8.15 is the time. We'll take a break. <laughs> oh, Back please. with more right after this. Stones released Exile on Main Street, and the uh, uh, title track, um, Tumbling Dice, was the song. All right. Yeah, good, huh. good song. Wow, I haven't thought of that one in a while. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh man. Mm -mm -mm. It's an oldie. Uh, oldie but a goodie. Eight, I, I, yeah, 19. I was trying to still evaluate whether I wanted to follow that up with, but a goodie. I don't know. It's hard to tell what they're saying. It's just one of those that kind of fades. It's maybe not, for me, one of their more memorable. No, no. Um, uh, go back to uh, 1965, this date. Um, this was the day that um, the Stones went into a recording studio and uh, laid down the tracks for Satisfaction. Oh, see. Okay. There you go. Uh, because uh, what happened was Keith Richards, they were in... Uh, they had done a concert in Miami, I think, um, and he was back at the hotel, and I don't know, he was drunk or stoned or something, and he turned on the reel-to-reel uh, uh, -reel tape recorder okay. and was playing <laughs> some some licks, mm -hmm. and um, 
he did the original lead-in lick for uh, Satisfaction and forgot he'd done it. Uh, woke up the next morning and it's like, oh, this is beautiful. The, the tape is <laughs> tape is off. And it's like, yeah, wow, man, what did I do? Yeah, and he rewound the tape and he's listening to the tape and I guess uh, Mick came in. Yeah. And went, whoa, 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 what's that? He went, what? He goes, that, that, da, 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 that's it. That's the opening. <laughs> like, okay. So, yeah. I love that. It was so, a mistake. Yeah, once again, it's an accidental, yeah. you know, yep. thing that goes on to be yep. great. Well, and uh, great stuff has happened by accident. Sure. Uh, um, guess who? American Woman. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know the song. Yeah. Um, uh, where they go, A, American Woman, M. What happened was they were at a gig and uh, they were waiting for somebody, one of the band members. And so the guy was on stage stalling and somebody in the crowd was recording it. Okay. In, which you're not supposed to do. Sure. Okay. Um, and apparently the kid was seen recording and somebody said something to him and then the band found out that it had been recorded and they heard it they went well that's pretty cool (laughs) you know we were just buying time waiting for whoever to get out there and hey and that was what they ended up using as the intro for their regular song there are so many times that accidents result in greatness I refer the show. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, <laughs> daily accidental. Yep. Uh, the chocolate chip cookie. The original intent was the person was trying to put little bits of chocolate in it, thinking they would melt and diffuse throughout the cookie and make a chocolate cookie. That did not happen. Oh. But you get these little morsels of chocolatey goodness. Voila, chocolate chip cookies. That's a big one. Wow. See? I didn't did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Um, I bet you didn't know that Samuel Jones was born on this date in 1786. I bet you are absolutely right. Well, and you're saying, who? Why would I get? Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. That's not one that stuck in my head. Samuel Jones yes. um, was born in Hopkinton, New Hampshire, May 12th, 1786. He moved to Bradford, New Hampshire in 1809 Mm -hmm. where he taught school and opened up a hotel at the mill village in bradford as a prominent local businessman he became a mason um and was active in the the masons Uh, he was bradford's first postmaster in 1822 was a state representative uh 1821 to 1824 1831 to 1833 was elected state senator in 1836 president of the New Hampshire Senate in 1838, and his last political position was as a member of the Executive Council, 1846 to 1848. That's a lot. You know? Many accomplishments well, you know, by this fellow. Smoked us. Yeah, you yeah. Know. <laughs> yes, yes. Yep. So, yeah. uh, so there you go. Uh, if you uh, are from Hopkinton or Bradford uh, or that Senate district, there you go. Uh, got a local guy who done good yeah absolutely yeah i like that very nice um if you're looking for something to do for the kids um over the weekend um because we're, we're winding down on the school year now yeah we are you know? and everybody's excited about that so, so if you don't mind dragging the kids out of bed um sunday night 
1027 p.m. 1027. Yep. Yep. Not 1026. Well, you could do 1026 okay. if you want. All right. uh, total lunar eclipse. Ooh. Yeah, now, now we're listening. Not getting okay, snarky, now, are you? No, we're a little more interested. Okay. okay, go ahead. The eclipse begins when the Earth's shadow appears on the moon at 1027 p.m. Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Over the course of an hour, the shadow will creep across the moon, covering the lunar surface into darkness. Mm-hmm. During the 84-minute event, the moon will only receive sunlight bent through the Earth's atmosphere and will change color over the minutes from gray to pink to orange to red, which is why it's called a blood moon. Nice. The super part of the upcoming full moon stems from the proximity of the moon to Earth, making it appear larger than usual. Uh, And no need for special glasses because unlike a solar eclipse, you know, uh, this is a lunar eclipse, so no, you can stare directly at the moon, Uh, binoculars, telescope, whatever, whatever. Uh, This is the first uh, of two lunar eclipses uh, this year. The second one will be November 8th, which the weather could be a little dicier. Sure. So, you know, it's going to be warm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, um, shake the kids out of bed uh, yes. at 10, 15, you know, yeah. drag them downstairs, throw them in a lawn chair and, and watch. Oh, the, there are so many things you could do with that, too. So mm-hmm. you're getting your kids out of bed 10, 15 or 10, whatever it is at night. So that you can get down there at 1027. And you're telling them it's a blood moon. And you're going to have them watch the moon change color. You could conjure up all kinds of great stories to kind of freak the kids out, scare them to death, and then put them back to bed. Okay. Um, did you win Mom of the Year? <laughs> no, okay. not even nominated. Okay, just, just I don't know just why. Checking. Yeah. Wow. Can't figure that one out. Uh, okay. I told you I had kids to entertain me. Um, I'm just making creative suggestions. Yeah. It's something you could do. Tell the kids Uncle Peter has an extra bedroom <laughs> if they'd like to stay with me for a while. Um, wow. Uh, um, James Cromwell, the actor. Yes. Um, kind of a kind of a nutlog. Uh, he super glued himself to a counter <laughs> of Starbucks. I saw that, yes. Protesting the chain's surcharge <laughs> on vegan milk. Oh. <laughs> So you're so upset about an extra charge for vegan milk. 70 cents. That you, yeah, 70 yeah. cents. This is a big enough issue to super glue your hand yeah. to the counter. What is that going to accomplish? Why would the people at Starbucks care about that? So you're there. Just, okay, can you move out of the way? We're going to wait on this guy. You're the one with your hand stuck to the counter. I know. Why, how would... The, the, the teens that are working there for a few hours on their shift do not care. All you need to know is the protest was coordinated with the people for the ethical treatment of animals. Uh-huh. PETA. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Still. Yeah, I know. I'm not sure. Starbucks charges 70 cents <laughs> yeah, for a for... dairy alternative, uh-huh. which includes soy, coconut, almond, and oat milk. Yeah. But this, this is not milk. It's not milk. It doesn't matter. But if if you need that, if you want that for whatever your coffee is. Pay it. Right. And shut I, up. I assume they're kind of passing. I'm sure it's a little more costly for them to procure. Yeah. So they need to pass that along to the customers. Yeah. Don't be a baby. And again, super gluing your hand to the counter does what to them? How does that get them? Yeah. I mean, I, I assume eventually they're going to need to close the shop and you're still kind of stuck there yep and and if you don't know james cromwell uh go back to 1995 uh the movie babe Mm -hmm. he was the farmer yeah 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 so 
Uh, there you go. Um, but I'm just like, oh, seriously. Um, you know, if you want that's what you want. Stuff, uh, great. Yeah. But but no, don't don't be super. Get the hell out of the way. And that, you know? that's your big issue. Yeah. That's what you're gonna get. You know, make a make a gesture about. I I just don't. I know. I know. I think there are other issues you could be putting your effort into. Well, one would think. Uh One would think. Um, But you know, again, (laughs) uh, you're a celebrity. You know, you're putting your name out there. Mm -hmm. I get whatever. Oh sure. Um, Just shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And apparently, um, police came, um, and. he had been there for half an hour mm-hmm. and finally the, the cops there and then he's got a knife and he's scraping the super glue off of his hand yeah uh, but i i can't imagine it's that easy because the suit then your hand is stuck to the i mean is he putting a little zacto knife underneath and prying his hand off the counter don't know and then don't, that that's not very hygienic don't know don't care <laughs> yeah you know? i don't think he does either um Wow. That's a fascinating... Biden yeah. administration canceled one of the most high-profile oil and gas lease sales pending um, as Americans face record high prices at the pump. Mm-hmm. Uh, the um, Department of the Interior halted the potential to drill for oil in over one million acres in Alaska's Cook Inlet, along with two lease sales in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, the move comes as Biden has taken a few actions to combat high gas prices, despite his administration's generally hostile approach to the oil industry. Uh, They said, due to the lack of industry interest in leasing the areas, the department will not move forward with the proposed Cook Inlet oil and gas lease sale number 258. Okay. Um, They said, well, you know, there's already 11 million acres of offshore federal waters already under lease to the industry. Uh, Okay. Whatever. But, uh, yep, so again, gas prices uh, still mm-hmm. taking off. Yes. And Americans want to see that we're trying to do something proactive. Right. And so when you cancel the lease, going, yeah, no, 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 no need for that. It's like, let's do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, I feel like it would be easier to tolerate the out of control prices right now if we saw that there was something there's something at the end of it there's a light at the end of the tunnel it's not a train yeah you know there's something that's going to be easing our pain in the near future or we're working towards something okay then we can buck up and you know carry the burden do whatever we have to do but to just feel like nobody's doing anything and there's it's just gonna go on yep it, it makes everything seem futile. The beat goes I on. tell you what, if you are a parent with a child trying to get in their driving hours <laughs> to, to get to be able to apply for their driver's license, this is a hard time to be just driving around <laughs> for the sake of driving. It's I, an expensive I, time. I hear yes. you. I hear Sorry, you. son. No allowance this week. We Me. went driving. Um. Wildfires, California, mm. bad. Yeah. Uh, wildfires, New Mexico, um, bad. Um, as of yesterday morning, mm-hmm. uh, Calf Canyon and Hermit's Peak fires have consumed 2,000, excuse me, 236,993 acres mm-hmm. or 370 miles yeah. outside of Las Vegas, New Mexico. Wow. wow. Uh, the uh, fire jumped across Highway 518 um, and just. Uh, containment 
dropped from 39% to 33%. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's not good. And we're just at the beginning of the forest fire season. Right. And we were talking, yeah, we were talking yeah. about that yesterday and how easy it is for things to kind of get out of control. I noticed on my drive-in this morning, there's signs that are saying fire danger yeah. very high. And it's just, as you said, I mean, it, it's dry it's warm, a little bit of breeze, that's all it takes. According to uh, the National Weather Service, April was the second driest April and the 11th warmest on record in New Mexico, dating back to 1895. Wow. So wow. it is a, uh, uh, it's not good. Mm. It is not good. And New Hampshire, uh, hopefully, it's going to be hot uh, for a few days. Yep. But I see some showers coming in maybe over the weekend okay that, that would help mm -hmm. that will help so yeah we yep. will make it a little see, more see what happens i guess they lost what 20 mansions uh multi-million dollar homes in california oh yeah. goodness yeah wow so, wow um it's it's funky it's it's gonna be that kind of year so uh but yeah don't be uh be careful outside you know, yeah, gas grills and you know all that stuff. Little Please. bonfires, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Don't do. Don't be flipping your cigarette butts out the window. Don't, don't be doing <laughs> no. that. Uh, Eight thirty-three is the time. We'll take a break. Back on the other side. Her voice, yeah. it is low, gravelly. Gritty, gritty. Yes, yeah, yeah. love it. Yep, and yep, yep. she nailed that one out of the park. Yeah, she did. Oh, good song. Eight thirty nine is the time. Red Sox lost, uh, so they split the two games with uh, Atlanta. Oh well, you know, um, you can cry over spilled milk if you want, but um, <laughs> not a lot we can do about it. Uh, just a chance to uh, um, suck it up. And uh, we'll hopefully, um, they're off tonight. Uh, they lost last night by a score of five to three. Uh, off tonight and tomorrow, they're in uh, Texas at uh, Globe Life Field, taking on the Texas Rangers. And game time is going to be at 8.05, 7.05 on Saturday. Love it. And 2.35 yes! Sunday afternoon. All right. Three games set. And if we could sweep that, that would be nice. Sure. You know, or at least take two out of three. At least start to write the show. Because two out of three ain't bad. Meatloaf. Yeah. Uh, was on the, <laughs> and actually, it was on the state 19... Ooh, golly. Uh, Just make something up. Uh, 89. Okay. Meatloaf filed for bankruptcy. Oh. Yep. Oh. Um, uh, I don't know, a million dollars in debt. Really? And, yeah. Um, so two out of three was bad for Meatloaf, I guess. Um, but, yeah, the Red Sox are doing the three-game set uh, tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday, and then uh, they fly back Sunday night at Fenway Park, and then they open a uh, series with the Houston Astros, um, three games, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Um, 
and hopefully, you know, we're going to be back in a groove. So you can hear all the all the action, just not tonight, but all the action uh, is going to be um, heard on News Talk 99.7 WNTK. AM 1490, FM 98.9 WUVR. There you go. All right. So what are we going to do now? We are going to talk to... Carrie Hamill (laughs) with the Upper Valley Humane Society. But we have, Carrie, now you have given us something to strive for every week. In addition to (laughs) trying to find these beautiful pets, a great forever home, our other job is to find appropriate bump music for your pet. So, good morning. Good morning. We forgot that part. you, I re- did give you a little bit of a challenge, didn't I? Yeah. A little bit, but yep. no challenge is too great for Peter St. James. All right, you ready for well, this one? Here. would it be fine? You were a child of the sun and the sky and the deep blue sea. My bella me. All right, did you get that? Did you get that one? Oh, I did. I am, you know... I'm always impressed, Peter. Always impressed. <laughs> it's either going to be that or Bella Linda by the Grassroots. Man, how do you remember all this and think of all this? I, yeah, I don't know. I just know. He, he is a musical savant. Honestly, I attest right here, he does not look these things up. He thinks for a minute or two and pulls it out of that Rolodex in his head. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, honestly, quite true. Wow. Yes, musical savant. Yeah, I'd love to take credit for it, but no, it's just happens it just yeah we ask a question and it just there it is pretty cool yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so we are talking about bella we are bella is a lab mix she's she's almost two years old so she's she's out of the puppy phase which is nice she's a big girl she's about 50 pounds we don't know a ton about her because she was a stray dog in north carolina Mm. And we brought her uh, up here on a transport, but what we do know is that she's really smart and she's she's enthusiastic. She loves to learn. She's the kind of dog that would be really good at agility, and because mm. she's she's really eager, you know, eager to please. And she she does this thing where when you're having like a training session or playing with her outside, she'll she does she does a check in, so she'll she'll come up and and, and kind of. It's kind of like she's asking, okay, what's next? You know, she's checking in with you, and that's a really positive thing for dogs. Um, she she loves going for walks, and she loves exploring. Her nose is like a houndy nose, meaning she loves to smell. So she, <laughs> she loves to smell everything. She's very interested in all the different scents. Um, she does uh, need a little bit of work still on her manners and in her confidence, She's got a little bit of that of that what I call stranger danger. So she she's a little nervous with new people. She's you know can be can be kind of barky and and wary of of strangers. So for that reason, we do we do say um, she does need an adult home for us to feel confident. Just for, you know because she could be kind of kids might get the wrong idea and get scared of her with her barking. Mm-hmm. Do, you, um, do you have any idea, Carrie? What a lab cross with what? No idea. Okay. No idea. Yeah, because she was a stray. But she's really pretty. Um, mm. You know, she's like a tannish brown. Yeah. She's like beautiful. A, oh, she's cute. Got a little black muzzle. Yeah, she's she's really cute. <laughs> so she um, she may be able to live with another dog. We just would not want to do a meet and greet here at the shelter. And 
we think she's going to bond with her family really, really well. She seems to, you know, she enjoys people. So once she gets to know them. So she, I think she's going to be a great dog. How much she weigh? 50 pounds. Okay. About 50 pounds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's so, good-sized dog. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. good. So what a neat combination of traits, too. I mean, because like you said, she wants to please and she wants to go and do activities and, and do things. Yeah. So if there is an adult who's home or or around and a lot of people are working from home these days but that if you're someone who likes to be outside or go do things she'd be a great companion exactly exactly and we've got um we've got an agility set um up at out in one of our play yards and so i think they've been kind of working on that too because they um, our staff thinks she'll be really good really good at that and that would be super fun that's cool that's wow. so neat to watch too when dogs are doing that that's amazing and yeah. it gives them makes them happy not only are they staying in shape physically but mentally it gives them that you know challenge and achievement yeah she probably she probably loves um she would love to do what like we, we call these like sniffy walks where you take her <laughs> on a walk and you just kind of it's not really about the walk it's more about her getting to smell all the animals and everything mm-hmm. you know <laughs> Yeah, exploring with her nose. So, so if people exactly. are if people are curious, uh, you can see a picture of Bella uh, on the WNTK Facebook page. Uh, but if they want to, you know, do a, a sniff test and, and <laughs> come by and see Bella, uh, what do they have to do? <laughs> they um, they can also see her on uvhs.org, and they should give us a call. Calling is always the quickest way to get a hold of anybody um, as far as available animals. And our phone number is 603-448-6888. Now, Bella is looking for a kind of a quieter, predictable household, um, but still have an active lifestyle. So somebody that's, you know, kind of patient and has kind of a kind of a routine, um, that would be the best thing for her. Mm-hmm. All right. So you got more more dog, dogs and cats going out than coming in at this time of year, or the other way around? Uh, um, with dogs, it's kind of no. We just no, not really. Okay. Yeah, I guess I guess so. I mean, we're starting to do um, some transporting again, but you know, right now we just have the we have three available dogs. But um, we should have more available soon. But, yeah, I mean, of course, we always have more cats than dogs. <laughs> yeah. Um, we just had kittens available, which, as you know, probably they fly out the door. <laughs> but we should have more very soon, like possibly even next week if people are looking. Wow. wow. So do you, do, you, do you have relationships with people in South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, to, to take strays off their hands and try to find homes for them up here? Yeah, what we do is we we um, develop some partnerships with with shelters or, or rescue groups that that um, have overcrowded shelters. So you know the shelters in the south or other parts of the country have too many animals and they can't keep them all. So what we'll do is we'll do a transport to get them up here, um, and we find them home. So it's it's. It's nice. It's mm. a really nice partnership to have. So we we um, we have a few of those different relationships going. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Well, you can, uh, again, go to uh, uvhs.org, and you can eyeball Bella or WNTK, uh, our Facebook page. Uh, and if you uh, want to put in a call going, I'm curious about this Bella 
Bella Linda, uh, Bella me, whatever, <laughs> uh, call 603-448-6888 and talk to Carrie and she'll give you the lowdown. That's right. All right. Well, okay, so find another one for next week and we'll come up with a song for you. Yeah, I'm going to have to really think on this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Don't invest a lot of time in it, Carrie. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of a beautiful I, I partnership. I won't. All right. Thanks a lot. Stay well. Thank you. You too. See ya. Bye. Bye. 8.49 is the time. Yeah, I don't, I'm looking at Bella, um, um, and and I get the lab part, mm-hmm. but uh, because the lab ears lay down flat. Yeah. She's got one ear down flat, and the other one is <laughs> like... Um, uh, um, German Shepherd. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of off to the side a little bit. Yeah, and like a so shepherd-y. she's two years old, maybe fifty pounds. She's beautiful. Yeah. Though. It, it, oh. Okay, it's not a poodle. Right. Uh, you know, not lab, a lap poodle dog. cross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not a one-story dog. Fun it's, companion. It's a two-story be. dog. So. <laughs> That's a nice description. Well, you know, all right, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. Eight forty-nine is the time. We'll take a break, and we'll be back on the other side right after this. In the video? In the video, oh. yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? what? I was trying to cool you off. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, oh yes. goodness. Yes. goodness. Brian Adams, goodness. that silly Canadian, uh, big hit for him. Run to you. 8.56 is the time. Um, I'm not a, a, a Broadway kind of guy. Um, no. But I happened to, I uh, was looking at the New York Post, and they uh, reviewed Macbeth. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which I, I like. Mm-hmm. Um Daniel Craig is playing the title role, James Bond. Oh. Okay, he's not doing Bond anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's a legitimate actor. Okay. And the headline was, Daniel Craig play is a disaster <gasps> royale. No way. So, okay, so they're using the Casino Royale James Bond title, trying to drag the James Bond thing in. Okay. So then I said, okay, so what's the review like? And the reviewer uh, wrote, is that a Walther PPK I see before me? James Bond's gun. Oh, okay. see, I'm like PBJ? No, PBJ? no, P- 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 Walther oh, PPK. All right, all right, uh, Almost, it's former James Bond actor Daniel Craig, who's starring as the Scottish King Killer in Macbeth. His uninvolving and ponderous production... Um, um, ...is a real blunderball. <laughs> Okay, take off a thunderball. Okay. Witches, regicide, beheadings, and descents into madness are made as boring and convoluted as Quantum of Solace. 
which was a Daniel Craig, James Bond. It's like, really? Let's just, you know, yeah, one or two of those, maybe, yeah. but. It goes on to say, okay. director Sam Gold proves, once again, he does not have a golden eye for staging Shakespeare's plays. It's like, seriously. Oh, let's, let, yeah. The whole thing is. Uh, Doesn't he have an editor? Oh, man. <laughs> Terrible wow. review. Wow. Uh, it, it just everything is uh, a takeoff on Bond. Uh, no amount of analyzing Gold's pretentious ideas will make this play any more watchable. Um, <laughs> it, it, the work is not enough. Oh, okay, the movie, goodness. the world is okay. not enough. And All I'm like, right. oh, man. Wow. They yeah. really, yeah, really. Uh, uh, not everything makes you want to run screaming into 48th Street in search of a vodka martini. Mm. Like, oh, okay. So that review would send you searching uh, for a vodka martini. Um, now, he did He did have one line okay. uh, that I, I kind of liked. Yeah. Um, he said, I'm surprised you kept going with it. Well, I, I was waiting to see Can't when he'd it. stop using the, the, <laughs> okay. the analogies. Yes. Uh, but uh, uh, he was talking about uh, two, two guys mm -hmm. uh, who uh, discover the fate of his wife and children as a tad over the top, but mostly because the rest of the play has the weight of a potato chip. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I like that. Good. Yeah. Yep, yep. yeah. Nonetheless... Their talent cannot redeem this overwrought, underacted Skyfall. I, I'm like, really? Just stop. Um, um, and But the fact that Gold still got to helm this after his critically panned King Lear is any indication he'll live to die another day. Like, <laughs> so all throughout, yeah. it wasn't even just in the beginning. No. Or maybe wrap it up with no. a quick cheeky reference at the end. Had to keep no, doing the whole. Keep... That is a terrible review. That that is a reviewer who is bored with his own work and like, how can I make this more fun for myself? What do you just not like Daniel Craig? Yeah. Are you trying to hide that or <laughs> all what? Right, all right, oh, man. That um, is, yeah, that's a the, little. Do you not like your readers? I mean, that's the bigger thing. That People is, that are having to struggle through that, that uh, review. Just lameoid. Oh goodness. I, I, know, I know. Did you just say lameoid? Yeah. <laughs> You made fun of me for coming up with mom terms. That's a dad term if I ever heard one. Well, thank God. <laughs> I'm a dad. Not a real oh, reach there, woman. Goodness. Unbelievable. Oh. <laughs> oh, golly. News coming up. Back on the other side, we're going to uh, check in UNH. Um, their plant division. Yeah. And we're going to find out what they do. Plant diagnostics. Yeah, I like that. So warm up your coffee. Come on back. So wound up and she's running like a never before There's a speed zone ahead, but all right I don't see a cop inside Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight I got ten Ford gears and a Georgie overdrive I'm passing little white lines and my eyes are open wide just past a Jimmy and a white I've been passing everything in sight Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight Yahoo! Sawyer Brown 
since I kissed my baby goodbye. Sorry. 906. No, we like yeah, it. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. encore yeah, from, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from the other day. Wow. Welcome oh, on yeah. back. Um, in case you were wondering, and I know uh, you woke up in the middle of the night going, huh, what, what, what's the wholesale inflation price? <laughs> <laughs> um, it climbed to 11%. Mm. Yep. Wholesale inflation remaining near a 40-year high. So if you are thinking, well, it'll come and go, it may, probably will go, but it's going to be a while. Mm-hmm. So, um, and uh, um, the president is basically blaming everybody but himself mm-hmm. and his administration. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, let's see. Uh, inflation, high gas prices are blaming um, on Putin, corporate greed, COVID-19, uh, you know, ev- everybody. Not me, not me. We're we're working through it. I'm like, okay, sir. Um, you know, I mean, you're the president. Um, so, do something presidential, please. You know. Um, and and he, here's here's another little illustration about how this is not helpful. So, if a bunch of kids, or you're a kid in, in your house, and you you hit a baseball through the window, oh. your parents are very upset. Yep. How much time do they spend? Do they just spend weeks trying to figure out if it was you or your little brother that was to blame? Or do they fix the window, repair the problem, and then kind of work through, you know, who really is accountable and how do we fix this going forward? You don't just sit there with the open window broken and talk for hours and hours about who's at fault. I know. Um now he, he uh, uh, was slamming uh, the pandemic and Putin and and Republicans for mm-hmm. not supporting his economic plan mm-hmm. uh, the 1.9 trillion dollar American rescue plan have not contributed to the surge I want to be clear about that you know it's not it's not <laughs> us and uh, this year we have a second cause mr. Putin's war I'm like uh-huh and he said Republicans don't want to solve inflation by lowering costs okay. Um, you know, he's been doing that since March, um, but he was, uh, pointing at used car price hikes sure, and saying, well, same thing, same yep. thing. So he's got a lot of little brothers to blame the broken window on. Uh, well, that's it. Yeah. You know, and, and rising meat prices, the secretary of agriculture said greedy meat conglomerates. <laughs> so greedy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Corporate greed. That's what it is. Yep, yep. yep. So it's like, oh man, I think it's a chip on. shortage. Um, At another point, the president went on to attack against oil and gas companies for gas prices. Uh, In a letter to Federal Trade Commissioner uh, Lena Khan in December, as gas prices remained high, Biden wrote there was mounting evidence of anti-consumer behavior by oil and gas companies. Mm. You know, if if you could prove that, do it. Mm -hmm. Stop stop doing the pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, you (laughs) know? Exactly. Uh, if there's price gouging, drag them out, put them in the stocks and pillories, throw rancid tomatoes at them. That's great. Okay. I love that they have to be rancid tomatoes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Rancid tomatoes. Yes, I caught that okay, too. It made sorry. it so yeah. much more elevated. Thank it, you. It's, it's a thunderbolt thing. But anyway. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I mean, if you can prove that, yeah. uh, if you can prove BP or Conoco or, or Exxon, is price gouging and you've got then do it drag it out and so people go oh 
okay, geez, maybe. But all you do is throw accusations out, don't prove any of them. It's like the little boy who cried wolf too many times. It's like nobody's buying it. Nobody's buying it. Um, and, oh, yeah, hey, summer's here. Time to hit the road with the family. Really? At how much a gallon? Oh, I know. Uh, oh, yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, and I've got a, uh, I got a, a friend of mine who um, is just bought a uh, um, diesel uh, three-quarter ton Ooh. truck. Yep. With a 50-foot camper. <gasps> yep. Oh, yep, yep. okay. <laughs> All right. Yep, he's and getting stock it in the, right yeah. in the wallet. Wow. Um, and, but this is something he's uh, retiring after, I don't know, 35 years. Uh, sure. You know, so that's it, been that retirement dream yeah, where this is what we want to do. And and they sold the house yeah. and, you know, uh, ready to ready to rock. Sure. So he's just going to have to suck it up. Yeah, how much of that is going in the well, gas can? I know, you know. Gas but tank. Uh, yeah. I mean, I give him credit. Uh, how many people would would bail? Right, and say nope. you know, no, I'm not going to charging do that. ahead with his dreams, Joe. Yeah. Yep, and that's good. Got to do it, um, but it's, it's but it's a little more complicated than it was you know, years past. I mean, is it going to hurt your plans for the summer? Uh, you know, did you want to go somewhere? Um, yeah, yeah. In person, right? Because it used to be, you know, staycation was very popular, and you just you know explore your own state in your own hometown your own area well that's now a little more expensive as well unless you're really staying and just staying home staycations yeah yeah i know um yeah see i was looking um end of august early september mm-hmm. uh heading back to new mexico oh yeah uh, see now not southern part of new mexico but northern new mex uh up by taos okay beautiful country yeah. up there um just to play tourists it's on the colorado border uh, high mountains, beautiful stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, Taos, Eagle's Nest, uh, that that area, um, and there's a historic hotel, uh, the St. James Hotel, nice uh, in Cimarron, New Mexico. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I was gonna go stay at the St. James. Yeah, you know? of course. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, duh. Where yeah. else would I go? Right. Um, but with the wildfires they got going on oh, and the I gas know. prices, like, yep, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, it does make you rethink yep. a lot of those plans and dreams. Cheapest gas in the state as of 47 minutes ago. Yes. Berlin. Oh. Yeah, I know. That's not that helpful. Two stations for many of two us. Two stations in Berlin. Yeah. Uh, 404. Wow. 404 That's is exciting. the lowest. Huh. Uh, followed by a 406 in Newmarket, uh, 409 Manchester, Pembroke, and Northwood, uh, 411s in Nashua, Newmarket, and Hudson. Most expensive gas in the state, uh, four, ow, 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 uh, 469. Wow. Wow. Uh, at the Irving Station, hooks at southbound. Oh my goodness! Yep. Of course. Yep, the gift that gives keeps on giving. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then a spate of four fifty nines, Lincoln, Nashua, hooks at northbound. Now the hooks at northbound is four fifty nine. Okay. Hooks at southbound is four sixty nine. Yeah, I, 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 I don't get it. Uh, we've got a four fifty nine in Ware, four fifty nine in Dover, four fifty five in Littleton, Derry, Salem, and Meredith, uh, four fifty one Meredith hooks it. Yep, and 449 in Manchester, New Durham, and Nashville. So, mm. so there's your spread. 469 for a high, 404 for a low. Crazy. The window's closing. Yeah. You know, on the, on the highs and lows. Yeah, it so. is. And a year ago today, 286 a gallon. Ah, oh, killing us. 914, taking a break. Back on the other side with more. Our dreams were the peaceful, never 
stop sign on a Tim McGraw, where the green grass grows. 9:19 is the time, and we've got a warm day coming up today. 81 degrees. A uh, good day to get outside and uh, just take the radio with you if you want to. Uh, it is our pleasure to uh, welcome in uh, Ali Amran, the uh, director of the UNH Plant Diagnostic Lab. Uh, he is the uh, Extension Plant Pathologist and Associate Professor. Ali, welcome. Hey, Tim. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, got you great. So how you liking the new job? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's really nice. Um, so the environment is quiet uh, right now. It's good. Uh, it's getting better. So, yeah, I like it, and I really love my job. Good, good, good. So, so what exactly is... Uh, the UNH Plant Diagnostic Lab. What do you do there? Okay, you know, um, the plant pathogen, you know, they're the main threat for agriculture production. So that effect um, for a greenhouse or high tunnel or any other production is uh, happening in New Hampshire or anywhere. So what UNH Plant Diagnostic Lab are we're doing, we're collecting suspecting, sam- suspecting samples or we're receiving samples from growers who have some plant health issue. So they're sending us samples, we inspect them, we diagnose them, is there any plant pathogenic issue or wh- how people manage this type of problem. So we are providing actually disease diagnosis service uh, in UNH Plant Disease Diagnostic Lab. Is there a difference between the 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 uh, plant pests that you find outside, uh, and then a difference of, of those that you find growing in a greenhouse. You know the culture, production system is different. Like uh, there are certain pathogens are like an high amount in the greenhouse production. They have certain pathogens, and open field there definitely higher chance to get a lot of pathogens there. Definitely the pathogen dynamics very different. And the amount of the pests are different, and the timing also a little bit different than outside production. Are you finding uh, the pests, finding anything new, or is it just the typical things that people usually associate, uh, you know, that are on the thripes and the uh, the potato beetles, you know, and that kind of thing that you usually expect to see? And that's a very good question, actually, Tim. Um, so far, my uh, six months experience, uh, we do not see any new pest or pathogen until today. What we are observing is just a regular one, but we are keeping an eye our neighboring state if something come out, uh, especially one thing I can mention, bacterial leaf scores, Gilella fastidiosa, that was reported in our neighboring state. So we are keep eye on our blueberry, blackberry production, is there any uh, these pathogens are coming or not? So we, we always keep on eye. So far, we have not detected any new pest or pathogen in our area. Good, good, good. So, do we are 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 pests coming regular cycles? We can just expect them, or is it weather determinate? So, if we have wet, damp weather, we're going to get one set of pests. But if it's dry and and warm, we're going to have a different set. That, that's also a very nice question. You know, yeah, the, it, many pathogens actually, many diseases, pathogens depend upon the weather condition. As you all know, like, you know, the pathogen established using this uh, triangle shape, like environment, mm-hmm. you have host, and if this tree matches, 
then actually pathogen or disease developed. So certain pathogens like downy mildew, powdery mildew, they are uh, like environmental dependent. So if they get that, that type of favorable environmental condition, they appear in severe way. But if you don't have that favorable condition, uh, these diseases are not appearing that scale. Yeah, we still may see very one or two, but it's not going to be a severe case. So many diseases at best are indeed the environmental specific or environmental condition specific. Once the favorable condition arrives, then they appear in our field. So there's there's no way to be really proactive, is there, to... To, because I know a lot of the growers want to do things organic. They won't, don't want to do, you know, pesticides per se. Uh, so there's no way you can work something into the soil ahead of time to try to get, you know, a jump on them until you know what the environmental conditions are going to be. Yeah, that, 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 yeah thank you very much. Actually, you mentioned this question. You know, there is a lot of new technologies coming. The, and that technologies help you to predict the disease is coming. So that, like one example, I can give you the forecasting model. So we have now very well-established forecasting model to evaluate the, our environment or the uh, the air, what the spore look like. Or we can also, like in a, based on the analysis of environmental condition, what's coming next. So, or what's in right now in our air using some genome technology or high technology to catching the air and determine what type of spore present in our air or environment. So we can actually predict what's coming next. So that will help growers to prepare something coming. For the organic production, as we all know, there definitely some new technology like UV treatment, UVC treatment, one example for strawberry. So we know neocristalloceae is a new diseases or some other foliar diseases. So we can easily get rid of using some quick UVC treatment in the night for 30 seconds to 5 seconds. So based on this new technology adjustment, we can definitely help to get rid of some foliar disease and some other pests in organic production. For the regular uh, production, so we also can use some high technology like molecular detection or forecasting model. That can help us to predict what disease is coming next, and we can take our preparation to combat these diseases. Wow. So, so you, you can do this uh, research on applied epidemiology of major pathogens in vegetables, fruits, and ornamentals? That's correct. Yes. So we are working, actually, indeed, we are working for all kind of production here in New Hampshire. It is uh, definitely is vegetables, fruits and uh, ornamentals or whatever we grow in our place. And indeed, that is actually, you know, sometimes when I feel uh, the New Hampshire, we have everything, but only small scale. But we have actually all kinds of things. Um, we have a uh, huge amount of uh, production, especially high tunnel greenhouse production for vegetables, ornamental, cut flowers, and, uh, you know, fruits, apples, blueberry, and others. So, yeah, and there's a really diverse um, plant species here in New Hampshire, and uh, we are working for all kind of um, uh, commodity groups. So is New Hampshire, I mean, we think we're special. We think we're, you know, a standout. But when it comes to uh, having pest problems, are we pretty much the same as every other state in the country? We've got our own particular problems? Yeah, 
In this, uh, it's very interesting question. You know, since we have all types of production system in very, you know, in many cases, some production are not in huge. We have small scale production. We don't see that many pests or pathogen in a certain crop, but since we are not regularly producing huge lots that can invite a tons of pathogens, some, many times I saw the greenhouse product producer or the open field, they frequently change their production or change their crop, so that can help to get rid of some uh, pests that you know, over the time may grow. So here in New Hampshire, since our production system is very unique and different and it's a small scale and a diverse cropping system, we we have not seen that many like a pest and pathogen problem that we face in California or Florida. There are huge pests in one crop. And they're, every year they're reporting some uh, one or two new pests or pathogens in their production system for uh, like a, in any crop. But here in New Hampshire, we have not seen that many uh, pathogen uh, or pest for a certain crop that is different. However, we do have some common and regular diseases and we our since our production system is quite different than them and our and the seasonal season is also very different than other states especially not new england not southern and other states so we do have some our common problem but it's still this is controllable manageable so we are all working together to combat this type of you know issue that is very unique in New Hampshire, but I still can say like this is nothing something very unique or very special that we need to be concerned. But still, we found that it, all the problem we have that can be easily controlled. Oh. Uh, Ali, I've got to ask. Uh, I was looking at your curriculum vitae. Uh, you, you were at Ohio State University, then you went to Washington yes, State University, and then you went to the University right. of Georgia. And how did you get to New Hampshire? I mean, you started in Ohio, went to Washington, down to Georgia, and now you're up here. Right. You know, that's a good question. You know, I was in Ohio. I worked in soybean and other raw field crops and moved to the Washington state. All things like a fruit. Basically, I work with fruits, all types of fruit like apple, cherry, pear, grape. And then moved to Georgia and worked with a lot of vegetables and some ornamental crops. And when I see this position, you know, there is a, everything is here. So you need to work in vegetable. You have a chance to work in a small scale of field crops. And you have a chance to work in apple and other fruit crops. So I found, okay, all of this experience can be very helpful here. So this job is perfect for me. <laughs> wow. So you're going to stay here now? You're you stop, going to stop looking for a job? <laughs> so that's a very hard question. So, but you know, I like this uh, place, and I like um, working with the growers, field specialists here in New Hampshire. And I want to uh, contribute my experience. I want to apply my experience, what I gained so far in my educational and professional life. And I really enjoyed um, uh, to working with our uh, growers and field specialists and other people related to ag industry. Yeah, and definitely, you know, I can tell you, I'm re- really enjoying my time at the New Hampshire. Good. Well, I, Ali, I appreciate the time this morning, and I'm sure we'll get you back on the radio. And we'll chat more. Uh, so you have to stay employed so I can call you back, okay? Okay, great. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Ali. Ali Emron, the uh, director of the UNH Plant Diagnostic Lab. Uh, he's an extension plant pathologist and associate professor. Very cool. 931 is the time. Taking a break. Back with more. 
Stephen Tyler and Run DMC. Uh, it is my pleasure now to uh, welcome a, a legend uh, in the North Country. Uh, you can uh, look him up on Facebook, uh, Soft Hackle Guide Service. Just read the reviews. And I, I can tell you, every one of them is accurate and truthful because Al wrote them all. So uh, it's my pleasure to <laughs> welcome legendary fishing guide, Al Card. Wow. <laughs> How are you, Al? Legendary. Yeah. I'm doing fine and dandy, Pete. I'm doing just fine and dandy. That's good. You uh, getting ready to head down to the water? Yeah, I was. I was thinking that the river might miss me. I, I, um, I was went out yesterday, and uh, it was just beautiful. If, if it didn't reach eighty up here yesterday, um, I, it gave it a heck of a try. Wow! And it's it's in the mid sixties right now, and just absolutely gorgeous. And the trout were active, so it was uh, it was a good day. So, uh, good day. if you've got sixties and eighties, what's what's the, what's hatching now for bugs? Uh, yesterday, I saw uh, the water temperatures at forty eight degrees at uh, up in the trophy stretch, and uh, I saw some uh, midges coming off, and uh, there was a mayfly. I think it was a little bit bigger than a uh, blue winged olive. Um, I think it's, it might have been a Hendrickson, but I, I didn't get close enough to uh, see it. But the um, uh, I was having good activity with a blue-winged olive nymph, size 20s. Mm-hmm. And, uh, geez, I was, I was doing okay. Wow. What, what, what are the people catching now? Um, right now, all the fish that I saw yesterday uh, were all rainbows. Okay. And um, so, yeah, I haven't seen any of the brook trout yet. And uh, I was thinking that maybe this morning I might go down below Murphy Dam. And uh, lately there's been quite a bit, uh, well, there's been good activity down below the dam uh, with the brown trout. Some nice fish, five and six pounders are being caught. Really? Wow. So, yeah. I'm thinking the river misses me. Well, I, I would <laughs> definitely check it out. Is there any ice left anywhere? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. All right. Not that I'm aware of. Uh, we lost the last little bit of snow in my yard where it comes off the roof uh, middle of last week. Okay. Wow. So um, right now, um, you don't, there's no snow back in the woods, uh, no snow anywhere that I've seen. Are the, so, are the black flies out yet? Beautiful up here. Oh, geez. You want some? No. <laughs> no. I, I, you know, I could send you a couple of uh, couple of million of them if you want. Yeah, I bet you could. Uh, no, no. Yeah, I've got my own. Thanks. about five minutes to get them. Wow. Anybody catching any salmon? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I was talking to one of my friends that's been taking a boat out on Francis. And he said that uh, early in the morning, from about 6 o'clock until maybe 9, 9.30, uh, he was catching quite a few salmon. Hmm. And then it was like somebody threw a light switch, 
and it just stopped. Really? Wow. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't fish the lakes, so and I'm I don't like to troll for salmon, but he was doing okay, catching some nice fish. Hmm. Now, why don't you like trolling for salmon? Um, it's boring. Oh, okay. All right. I'd I'd much rather be standing in a river waving a stick. Yeah. Now, if you're if you're standing in the river waving a fly rod, what's your ideal well, fly rod and in uh, length and uh, line weight? Well, for most of the year, uh, during the summertime when the bugs are on the water, uh, I like to use a seven and a half foot four weight. Um, softer action. I have a uh, 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 an Orvis Superfine glass, seven and a half foot four weight. I also have uh, a bamboo, seven and a half foot four weight. Nice soft actions uh, because most of the time I'm fishing um, six and seven x uh, tippet material, yep. and usually pretty small flies. Hmm. Yeah, if, I, if you use something uh, longer and uh, faster, uh, say a nine foot six weight, um, that seven x just doesn't hold up. Yeah, you're not a nine uh, a nine foot fan, huh? Yeah. Well, I, I have a nine foot, and that's when I'm if I'm going to go out and cast uh, big streamers. Yeah. Um, you know, I, that's that's my rod of choice. But the um, uh, generally, you know, from this time of year until the end of the season, I just like going out and playing with that four weight. You get, you know, you get a five or six pound fish on that little four weight and you've got your hands uh, oh, full yeah. for a bit yeah you know you got something going there oh yeah so, it's a lot of fun and, and um i don't tire the fish unduly uh the rod takes up a lot of the slack because it's so soft right so i i can bring the fish to net pretty quickly and then uh, let them go so are you seeing uh, a lot of tourists a lot of flatlanders coming up um I was on the river yesterday. There was uh, a few flatlanders kicking around, and um, uh, there was one young lady that was having some difficulties, so I got her boyfriend to let me guide her for a few minutes and got her straightened out, and she was out fishing them three to one. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, so do I. I, think I it's a riot. <laughs> it's a riot. Are you, uh, you booked up for the summer? Uh, not booked full yet, uh, although I have to say that um, the rest of May, um, all of June, and uh, into July right now is getting pretty full. Wow. Right. After that, things uh, air out a little bit, but um, as an independent uh, guide, you know, a lot of times uh, people come up on the spur of the moment want a guide and all the guides are, uh, associated with the uh, lodges are booked yeah yeah so i'm the guy they call well uh i'll have to uh i'll give you a call i, I found some new cough medicine i wanted to share with you uh <laughs> well you've been visiting dr greens y- yes sir uh roger that um so i will uh, uh I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you a holler and uh, we'll catch, yeah. we'll catch up soon yeah when uh yeah we'll go out and, and play around in the river sounds like a plan you betcha. Okay, go chase some fish, Al. You betcha. Thanks a lot, Pete. All right, man. See ya.
Uh, Al Karg, uh up in Pittsburgh. Uh, he knows the fish, man. I'm telling you. If you're looking for a guide, uh, just, you know, you want it half a day. Uh, just to, uh, you know, maybe you know how to fish. Um, maybe you don't know the water up there. Uh, and you don't have the time to call Al. Uh, you can find him, uh, Soft Hackle Guide Service, um, uh, on Facebook. And uh, Al Carr, great guy. Uh, and if you are a, uh, I, I want to say a former Marine, uh, there's no such thing as a former Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Uh, but if you're a Marine, uh, Al was a, a, a drone instructor. Um, so, yes, he gets it. Um, and when he says jump, you say, how oh, high, sir. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's a great guy. And uh, just a blast to go fishing with. And uh, like I said, he knows the knows the area. I've been hanging with Al for years. And uh, great guy. Check it out. 944, taking a break. Back on the other side. She comes around here. Just about midnight. She made me feel so good. I want to tell you she made me feel all right. Comes walking down my street. Watch come up to my house. Not pull my door. And then she called out my name. That made me feel alright. G L R I I figured you'd like that. <laughs> yeah, I do. Shadows of Night. And, and that, I, I think, is the definitive version of that song. Even though it was Van Morrison and them did it originally. I love Garage Band. And that right. is just such a classy uh, one-hit wonder. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Not bad. Huh. Um, 949 is the time. Um, there is some scumbag um, on the seacoast. Um, I want this person arrested. Um, Portsmouth police looking for the person who vandalized a memorial for a fallen state trooper, mm. uh, Jesse Sherrill. Surveillance photo um, from Monday, around 2 o'clock in the afternoon, shows a man with a ponytail wearing a denim jacket with a black patch on it, driving away in a black hatchback. Uh, the memorial is on the uh, Sherburn Road overpass on I-95, and the trooper was killed last October when his cruiser was hit by a tractor trailer mm. uh, on the highway. Um, seriously? Seriously, you have nothing else to yeah. do yep. but do some kind of uh, half-assed protest by vandalizing a memorial for a fallen state trooper. Seriously, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You, you need to get a life, my man. Yeah, um, yep. uh, just I, I find that embarrassing. Wow, uh, wow. Yeah, uh, just uh, you know, just drive by. Yeah, yep, exactly. You know, who took it upon your who? put it on your shoulders to become an art critic mm -hmm. or, or a critic of life. Uh, mm -hmm. that, that is just nauseating. Mm -hmm. And I, I hope they uh, uh, get plenty of tips on that one and uh, get information. Yep. That's just, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and again, you know, I'm not saying you have to be pro-police, pro-blue, you know, but I mean, come on. Died in the line of duty. Right. Seriously? There are ways, yeah, you know, to express your... Uh, yeah, and it, it's vandalizing a memorial, no, that's... Right, to a person who lost their life, no. Low rent. Yep, yep, yep. Low rent. Knock it off. Um, New Hampshire Democrats now know which states are uh, lining up to take away the first nomination primary from us. 
uh, under the new DNC process to select early voting states. There are 19 challengers to New Hampshire's first in the nation status. They include new regional contenders like New Jersey and Connecticut, <laughs> along with repeat rivals like Nevada and Michigan. Um, Ray Buckley, chairman of the New Hampshire Democratic Party, said, it's great there's so much interest in doing what we've been doing for 100 years. <laughs> well, all right, you, you go, Ray. Yep. Um, the uh, Secretary of State, David Scanlon, uh, said, yeah, no matter who the DNC decides, New Hampshire's still going to hold the first primary as mandated by state law. Mm-hmm. End of story. So we will, uh, um, we'll see. But uh, yeah, the others want to um, um, take it away from New Hampshire. Uh, and it's just, it's the envy. Right. Uh, it's money. Uh, it's retail politics that we're very good at. Um, plus, New Hampshire gives uh, a break to candidates that don't have the biggest name ID or the biggest bank account coming in the state. Right. You know? Right. Um, and um, that's something that probably wouldn't play as well in Michigan. Mm-hmm. You know? In Nevada, I mean, you know, you got to pick your towns between water holes. Um, <laughs> nice. Well, you know. Um, so it's, it's interesting, but they will uh, try to take it away. We'll see what happens, but I'm not. Uh, not You're not overly wor- worried. You're not losing sleep over that. No, not okay. really. Okay. I'll uh, see what happens, but uh, um, we've got time. And and again, Ray Buckley gets it, and Ray's on the Democratic National Committee voting tabs. So we'll see. Um, and and because state law says we have to hold it a week ahead of anybody else, there you go. Then we will. So you can Nevada can come in and say we're going to do it. On January 15th. Oh, great. Back it up seven days. We're, this is when we're doing it. There you go. Well, we're going to back it up to January 3rd. Well, great. Sure. We'll, back we'll be it up. in December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get how this goes. Yeah, that's okay. Do, right. do whatever. Yeah. Uh, no Red Sox tonight. Uh, they lost last night in Atlanta. Split um, the two-game series in Atlanta. Uh, flying down to uh, Texas today. Uh, and they'll pick up tomorrow night. Uh, 8.05, game time tomorrow night. It's 7.05, uh, game time on Sunday. Red Sox and the Rangers. You get all the action right here on News Talk 99.7 WNTK. AM 1490, FM 98.9 WUVR. There you go. Um, do you do... Uh, I shouldn't say this, but... Mm-hmm. You're uh, going to anyway, well, yeah, aren't you? Because uh, right. I, I kind of know the answer. Oh. Um, you don't do social media. No. Okay. See? Wait, eh. I really try not to. Like, I have popped on there occasionally to scroll through. No. Oh, okay. No. Because my kid, honestly, kids are not, they're not on the same social media that we're doing. Facebook specifically has become more a thing for uh, ages 40 and over, let's say. Older folks. Yes. Yes. Uh, So, no, that's not. And I find that. Again, it just leads to a skewed view of everybody. Um, Because the only thing you're posting is if you've been on vacation somewhere fabulous. If you're doing, or if you think you look fantastic that day, you're going to go and go, oh, what do you think of my hair? You know, something like that. So it's really, it just skews. You don't go on there and go, oh, I'm so depressed. I just paid bills. Nobody puts that on social media or, you know, it's just a, a weird glimpse of life. So that was a long answer to, no, okay. I really try to stay off. Well, there's, there was a new study 
um, that uh, said most social media consumers spend nine hours a week online, mm-hmm. whether scrolling through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, or whatever. whatever. Um, and they said uh, they had 150 people between the ages of 18 and 72 mm-hmm. do yeah. that. Yep. Um, and Greg Gutfeld um, from Fox said, what, 72, what are they doing online? He said, anybody seen Granny? She's teaching people how to strain pasta through an old pair of nylons on TikTok. No. <laughs> yeah, exa- well, yes, yeah, on TikTok. Because yeah. they are. They're, yeah. And he said, uh, then they, they compared <laughs> their normal usage to a week in which they were online for three minutes a day, which is the same amount the view spends on researching stories. <laughs> uh, nice. Um, but he said, uh, you know, um, social media introduces one disturbing thought that muscles everything else. That's how it ruins your day and creates sleepless nights. Mm. Um, it could be an abstraction like an insult from a stranger, something you don't even know, but that's all it takes. Social media has created a direct faucet of aggressive stimuli that we as humans are not evolved yet to handle. Our brains, and young brains especially, can't tell the difference between what's worth thinking about <laughs> what's not worth thinking about. Very true. You know, and it's true. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I, it is. I don't have patience for that. No, 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 no. So, yep. Very, yep. very odd. Speaking of young brains, I saw a story this morning. Um, I kind of get it, um, but I'm a little, little confused. Um, there was a uh, U.S. appeals court ruled that California's ban on the sale of semi-automatic weapons to adults under 21 is unconstitutional, a move that gun rights advocates hope will pave the way. Um, the uh, San Francisco-based Ninth U.S. Cir- Circuit Court said the law violates the Second Amendment and that a San Diego judge should have blocked what is called an almost total ban on semi-automatic centerfire rifles for young adults. Okay. Um, but uh, they, they said um, the state, they, they were also seeking to block the state from requiring a hunting license for the purchases of rifles or shotguns by adults under 21 who are not in the military or law enforcement. The court ruled the hunting license requirement was reasonable for increasing public safety through sensible firearm control. I'm like, um, that's, to me, that's just a dodge. I'm not going to go hunting, but all right, so I'll get a hunting license. That way I can buy well, a, a rifle true. or shotgun. Who cares? You can say, <laughs> yeah, if you're going to buy the rifle or shotgun for nefarious purposes, you're it's not going to bother you to put down that you need a, or that, that you're purchasing a hunting license. It's just, it's just very, very odd. Yeah. But anyway. So, um, yeah. But a hunting license requirement is, is reasonable if you're not in military or law enforcement and you're under 21. Well, yeah, like you said. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just, okay, so I'll get a hunting license and then go I, commit I, my... I'm going to have to sort through that one. Yeah, right. Saw that one, but anyway. yeah, that's a good one. So, nice day out today. And actually, we've got a decent spate for the next three or four days. Mm-hmm. Uh, get out and enjoy it. You know, do some yard work. Uh, feed the black flies. I was going to say, you can get exercise. You dodge the ba- black flies. Just run. No, just feed them. Back and forth. No. <laughs> It's, it's, it's the painful. state bird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, is. it feels like it for a couple um, weeks. We'll be back Monday. Have yourself a, a great weekend and get ready to tell us stories how you spent your late spring, early summer weekend. There <laughs> you go. Maybe write us okay. a, a theme on it. Up every morning just to keep a job, I gotta find my way through the
the hustle involved. Sounds of the city pounding in my brain while another day goes down the drain. Yeah, yeah, but it's a five o'clock world when the 